granny driving by in the convertible Mustang. Love it. Welcome to the Mindset Art Podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and in the wise words of Mr. Jim Rohn, you can cut down a tree with a hammer, but it takes you about 30 days. If you trade the hammer for an axe, you can cut it down in about 30 minutes. The difference between 30 days and 30 minutes is skills. A sharpened skill set can be the difference maker in reaching a big goal or a big dream in life or coming up short. So how do we build skills effectively in important areas of our lives? As Tony Robbins says, repetition is the mother of skill. But is building a skill just about repeating it over and over and over again? Or is that just the beginning of the journey? The focus of today's podcast is to make sure that the journey is done in the most effective and enjoyable way. Because we're always building skills in everything we do. In our work, in our relationships, maybe you're learning to play guitar or you're learning to public speak. Maybe it's something in your health, in your hobbies, your sleeping habits, driving a car, just overall communication in general, you name it. If it's an action that you're taking throughout the day, it's a skill set that you're developing or potentially getting a little worse at. So before we really start to break this down, ideally, you start by thinking of one or two of the most important areas of your life right now. That way, as we go through the different elements of skill building and accelerated learning, you have something specific to apply it to. We're going to break down a handful of lessons, but these are primarily pulled from a few of my favorite books on skill development. One is The Inner Game of Tennis. Two others are written by Daniel Coyle. One is called The Talent Code, and the other is The Little Book of Talent. Subtitle, 52 Tips to Building Skill. Our ability to learn quickly is one of the most valuable skills. It's really the mother of skills themselves. Anything you want to do well in or get better at, this is going to apply to. So as we've discussed in prior podcasts, learning new skills helps you build your own self-belief. It increases your neuroplasticity in your brain so you can make connections more quickly and learn other things faster. It helps your brain age better. And it can really give you a sense of belief in your own potential to take on new things and develop what Carol Dweck calls a growth mindset, which in short is that you believe that you are capable of taking on new challenges. So as it relates to building skills, I like this quote. They say, think like a gardener, but work like a carpenter. Because skill development requires strategy, and then it requires consistency and hard work. Based on the little book of talent, he says that there are three fundamentals to rapid improvement. One is you got to be motivated to take the action and do it consistently. So if you're trying to learn how to play guitar, you got to have a sense of motivation as to why do you want to learn to play the guitar. Otherwise, you're going to pick it up, your fingers are going to start hurting, you're going to strum a little bit, it's going to sound like shit, and you're going to set the thing down and be like, ah, maybe tomorrow. And maybe tomorrow you pick it up again and you're like, man, my fingers are still hurting. I don't really think this is cut out for me. That's most people's experience with the guitar. But the reality is a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could play guitar. So if you could really find what motivates you to push through that awkward first stage, and that awkward first stage exists in almost everything that we do and try. So you got to have a sense of motivation as to why you're going to push through that and remind yourself consistently. The second fundamental is that it's about making the most progress in the shortest amount of time. So not exercising a bunch of wasted energy and wasted effort. And the third piece is how to build a skill in a sustainable way. So it's not just about learning quickly and getting to the goal. It's about creating a skill set that you can continue to lean on years after you've created it. So what's really happening at a deeper psychological level as we acquire a new skill? Well, there's something called myelin, and they call it the holy grail of skill acquisition. So myelin is a mixture of proteins and phospholipids that form this insulating sheath around many nerve fibers which increases the speed at which impulses are conducted 
up and down those nerve fibers. So essentially you are wrapping layers of insulation that connect your neural circuits. And the more you practice, the more myelin you build, therefore creating quicker reactions. And that's where you get that muscle memory and the ability to do things faster and faster and more effectively. As we've also discussed briefly, it's also referred to what neurologists call as the sled on a snowy hill phenomenon. So the first time you do something, it's like a new sled track on fresh snow. You kind of go wherever you end up going. But on subsequent tries, that sled is going to want to follow the same path and the same grooves. So you're creating myelin in a specific direction, and it becomes easier and easier and easier to follow that path. So let's start breaking this down. Step one, you got to figure out whether or not you have a hard skill or a soft skill. And typically within any skill that you're developing, there's going to be a mixture of hard skills and soft skills. Your hard skills are the very specific and repeatable actions, your technical abilities. These hard skills are usually acquired through some sort of education or specific training. It could be competencies on how to operate a certain machine or software, or work a tool versus your soft skills are very flexible and breathable. Recognizing patterns as they occur. Communication is considered much more of a soft skill. A lot of things within personality traits that you need within a skill. A soft skill is not necessarily something that's a rote, repeatable action. It requires a little bit more creativity, requires some more insight, and something that's done flexibly based on how these circumstances are coming at you. That would be a soft skill. So for building hard skills, you want to be very careful, you want to be very slow, and you want to be keenly attuned to your errors. So a hard skill, like in learning to play guitar, would be transitions between specific chords. So you just want to practice moving between this chord, that chord, this chord, that chord. And you want to do it very specifically and accurately. So you want to go slow at first, so you don't end up building myelin around the wrong pathways. You don't want to get into bad habits of how to move your hand. You want to do it right, right from the beginning. If this is something in business, say you're learning how to crunch Excel spreadsheets, you know that there's something specific. You have to add this plus this plus that. You want to do it right the first few times. So go slow. Make sure you do it right so that you build that hard skill and you pave the neural highway to make sure that things are running smoothly. But then soft skills are more about playing and exploring, bumping into the walls a little bit, failing here, challenging yourself there, reading and reacting. It's trial and error. And in this way, you want to push yourself outside of your comfort zone a little bit. It's not as much as hard skills. Hard skills tend to be move slow, do it right, do it consistently, practice over and over and over. It's the fundamentals of what you do. Soft skills are that creative process that are only learned through trial and error, making mistakes, pushing yourself, learning from what you do. Essentially, long periods of just being clumsy. Kind of like when a child is just learning how to walk. Right? You just kind of get up, you balance, you fall on your butt, you try to stand up again, you take one half step, you slip over to the side, you just slowly and clumsily continue to learn. So that's step one. Break down the skill into the hard skill aspects of it and the soft skill aspects of it. Step number two, the mind learns best through seeing examples and then implementing them. Just like an athlete goes back and watches film on the game and then breaks down what they did, what they didn't do, what they want to implement next time. In the book, The Inner Game of Tennis, the instructor figured out that the more he talked and told them, hey, you need to move your elbow like this and see the ball coming from there and rotate your hips this direction and then this, that, 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 the more instruction that he gave, the less well they performed. But he realized that if he just showed them what they were doing, took a video, showed them in a mirror, that instantly they would be like, oh, I need to lower my elbow. I need to turn my hips. I need to X, Y, Z. And without even saying anything, he could get way more productivity and way quicker response just by showing people 
what they're doing and showing how to do it right. So then maybe showing a pro or showing exactly how he does it to do it correctly. I experienced this when I was learning to fly a plane. I was really bad with my landings for a long time. And I think a big part of it was because my instructor never showed me. He just kept trying to tell me how to do it. Do this, do this, do this, do that. But wasn't just showing me and letting me sit there and watch the process, which I later learned was kind of a mistake of my instructor. Most other people have their instructor show them many times and then switch off between my landing, your landing, my landing, your landing. Eventually, I ended up telling my instructor, hey, I just want you to do like 10 landings in a row. Let me just see it and feel it without me being in control. And then I also went back and watched YouTube videos of landings over and over and over. And I realized that my glide path, my entrance level was way too high. And it seemed like, man, they're going to crash. They're coming so nose down. But that's what I was missing. I was coming in way too nose high. So sometimes you just need to see how it's done versus just being told. And this is a psychological concept called engraving. You're watching someone do it right and it becomes engraved and imprinted into your mind. And engraving is also important as it relates to long-term vision. So not only do you want to see the physical action of what you're doing, you also want to be able to look down the path of where this skill goes, what the development process really looks like. You know you're here today, but what does it look like six months from now? What does it look like two years from now? What does it look like five years from now? And the more you can envision what that skill set will look and feel and sound or whatever it is, whatever it's going to be like, the more you can envision yourself doing it well, you will engrave that into your mind and make it easier for your brain to follow the path towards skill development. And that's something referred to in psychology as ignition. It's a motivational process that occurs when your identity becomes linked to this long-term vision of the future. And it triggers a bunch of unconscious energy and it has the feeling of like, that's eventually who I want to be. So you can look at role models, you can see other people who have done similar things and see them doing it and imagine that as you eventually. The more you can visualize and see it, you're imprinting it into your mind and making it easier for your brain to move there. So that's step two, take advantage of our most profound sense, which is sight and vision. Step number three, fail wisely. As we said before, hard skills, you should do them slowly and do them right from the beginning. Soft skills, you should be willing to fail. You should be willing to push yourself, see yourself making mistakes, be creative, learn from them, adjust and adapt. This is super true when you're learning to do tricks with a wakeboard or snowboarding or skiing. If you're in the terrain park and you go all day and you don't fall once, guess what? You were not trying. You weren't trying to do anything outside of your reach. You're well within your comfort zone. If you don't fall, you probably didn't try. So be that stumbling baby when you know you're in the opportunity to be practicing and push yourself to fail. Because if you're not failing, then you're probably not pushing the boundary of growth as quickly as you could be. But with hard skills, you got to be careful because you don't want to be failing a bunch and creating bad neural networks that are moving you in the wrong direction. So three, fail wisely. Step number four, skill is less about talent than it is quality of time. Skill sets are made, they're not born. The role of talent really is shrinking in the world. It's great to be blessed in certain areas and that can certainly give you an advantage, but skill development is really about time invested in an effective way. I don't care if you are the most raw, talented musician on the planet. If you've never picked up a guitar before, you are going to get beat by someone who has no musical ability, but who has played for five years. 100% of the time, the most talented musician and the least talented musician. But the most talented has never tried. The least talented has done for five years. The least talented is going to whoop that talented musician's butt all day long. 
So skills are about time invested. So if there's something you know you want to really do well, but you're like, oh, man, this just doesn't, you know, I know there's people out there who are just naturally better at this than me. You can beat them. You can beat them if you put in the time and you do it effectively. Like Malcolm Gladwell talks about the 10,000 hour rule. And a lot of people kind of shit on the 10,000 hour rule a little bit because it's not just about the time invested. It's also about quality of time invested. To stick with the guitar example, let's say you're going to spend a thousand hours learning to play guitar. If you spent that whole entire time just learning to play one song every single time you played that song, played that song, played that song, after a thousand hours of that, yeah, you're going to be really freaking good at playing that song, but you're not going to be a great guitar player because there's many different skill sets that come with being a well-rounded guitar player. So it's not just about time, it's about how you are spending that time and making sure that you are doing it in a way that is continuing to grow your skills versus plateauing. So quality of time over talent. And number five, rest and repair. The power that is held within sleeping is still very undervalued. There are still many areas of the mind that we just do not understand. And part of that is the power of sleeping. What we do know is that sleeping is incredibly powerful as it relates to learning. Your ability to take naps intermittently while you are training has been proven to help you learn things more quickly. Or if you practice whatever you're trying to learn right before bed, your mind will continue to chew on it and process it and you will get better at it as you sleep. A bunch of the greats are well known for taking naps. You got Einstein, Da Vinci, JFK, John Rockefeller, Bonaparte, Churchill, Reagan, Edison. These guys are all known for taking frequent naps. It's really good for your learning brain. It strengthens the recovery. You need that sleep. It's just like a muscle that gets worked out. You have to rest it in order for it to grow. And a great way to double up on this is just before you go to sleep or right before you're going to take a nap, play the mental movie. Imagine yourself working on the skill that you're currently working on and see it with ideal performance in your head. So rest is a crucial element to building skills. And if you feel yourself starting to get exhausted and fatigued, you want to slow down. You want to stop because ultimately you're going to develop bad habits, especially if you're working on hard skills. If you're tired, you're going to start taking shortcuts. Your jump shot's going to have a little less bounce to it. And eventually that's going to become the memory in your mind of how you shoot that. And then when you're in a game and you pull up to shoot the shot and now you jumped even higher, the ball's going to go too far. So with those hard skills, you really got to make sure to rest as soon as you're hitting fatigue, especially in the early stages. So that's number five, rest and repair. Time for our tool of the day. So take an area of your life that you're currently engaging with. What's important to you right now? What's something that you're trying to do better at? Maybe it's within your career. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's learning to play guitar or snowboarding or learning how to fly a plane, whatever it is for you. Maybe there's specific skills within your relationship that you're trying to advance and develop. Choose something. Choose something specific and then break down all the skills within that and label them. Figure out what are the hard skills involved in this and what are the soft skills. Then figure out how you can use your sense of sight and envisioning to help you speed up the process of learning. Next, make sure that you fail wisely. Hard skills, try not to fail too much at them. Soft skills, fail often, push yourself. Then make sure you're putting in that quality of time. Not just about the amount of time you're putting in, but make sure that you're continuing to push yourself. You're continuing to grow within whatever you're doing. And then finally, find time for rest and repair. So that's the nuts and bolts of it. But maybe you're hitting a point where you're like, you know what? I'm doing a lot of that stuff. And I feel like within this certain skill that I'm trying to master, I've kind of just plateaued. Well, if you're in a plateau, then it's time to change your technique. Switch around the paintings on the wall. Move some plants to the other side of the room. Whatever you got to do to shake it up. I'm going to hit you here with a couple bonus tools on how you can break through on a plateau. 
So if you're in a plateau, it's probably the result of doing it the same way over and over and over again and not taking a second to really slow down, look at it from a different perspective. So what you can do is take that same action that you're doing and slow it way down. This way you can notice the different elements. If it's playing guitar, play at a fourth of the speed. If it's basketball, play at a fourth of the speed. Do everything more slowly and really exaggerate the moves. This is gonna give you insight that you may not have noticed before. Another thing is change the environment. Try closing your eyes when you're doing something physical. It's gonna provide you with new feedback. It activates your other senses. So like a basketball, dribble in the dark. Or guitar, close your eyes and play. Driving a car, practice closing your eyes for extended periods of time. <laughs> All right, don't do that. Checking on you, making sure you're still listening. But try to change up the way that you're doing whatever you're doing. Utilize different senses in order to pick up different things that you may not have noticed before. As Alexander the Great said, without knowledge, skills cannot be focused. Without skill, strength cannot be brought to bear. And without strength, knowledge may not be applied. That is what we're working with today. It would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating, a review, or share this with somebody that you thought might find value. More than anything, I appreciate you being here. For more info on coaching, the book launch, and other mindset motivation, head over to cjp.com. This is the Mindset of Our Podcast. Thanks for going to MI with me.